Welcome to the Judge John Hodgman podcast. I'm bailiff Jesse Thorne. This week, Strictly Courtroom. Ricardo brings the case against his girlfriend, Paula. They both love to salsa dance, but Ricardo needs some work on technique. He'd like to perfect his skills out at the salsa clubs, but Paula says she'd rather teach him at home, where they can take it at their own pace. Where should they make their moves? Only one man can decide. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman enters the courtroom. I was watching TV this morning, and there was this major chain restaurant offering these terrific seafood dinner deals, all you can eat. And then I thought about the Japanese reactor that is contaminating the Pacific Ocean. Is there really always going to be shrimp for everybody? Meat for everybody? A piece of marble counter for everybody? Water for everybody? We are living in denial. A delusion overwhelmingly based on this cyber reality that we are so dependent on. We really believe that we are connected, but we are not. It is a tenuous and tangible connection to the world that we rely upon for communication, entertainment, and information, but we have no real control over it. We don't even understand how it works. It's like magic, but we don't control it at all. We can be monitored or cut off at any time, and there's not much we can do about it. If nothing electrical worked, that would include the electronics in your vehicles, no GPS, no radio, things we depend on and take for granted like podcasts that are not in our control. We would be separated by great distances that would be close to impossible to overcome. The only thing left we'd have is fire. That's how far away we are from our caveman ancestors. Passing thought. You know, I could go for one of those seafood specials tonight while the getting's good. But for now, Jesse Swearman. Please rise and raise your right hands. Do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help you God or whatever? You swear? I do. Mm-hmm. Do you swear to abide by Judge John Hodgman's ruling, despite the fact that his only dancing is the foxtrot, and he only dances it in circa 1920s dance marathons? I do. Yes. Very well, Judge Hodgman. I actually did do a good job perfecting the Charleston when I was about 14 years old. <laughs> Because I was a fan of the, uh, the, the uh, It's a Wonderful Life. But first of all, you may be seated. Second, for an immediate summary judgment in one of your favors, Ricardo, Paola, am I pronouncing that correctly? Paola? Paola. 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 But you can say Paola. Paola. Just say Paola. Paola. Wait a minute. I was, yeah. I, I was worked on Paola for so long. Paola. Pa- <laughs> How? That's Pauly, 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 and Richie. <laughs> For an immediate summary, in your favors, Rick and Pal, can either of you name the piece of culture that I referenced as I entered the courtroom? It's, uh, I want to say CNN. I don't know. CNN? No, I have no idea. You have no, you have, you have no idea. No, there's no way, <laughs> no. there's no way you would know. <laughs> This is a blog post <laughs> from Saturday, August 31st, 2013. Do you know whose blog I was quoting from? No. No. Does the name Willie Cologne mean anything to you? Yes. <laughs> it does, right? <laughs> tell tell yeah. the people who Willie Cologne is. He's a famous salsa musician. Famous? Uh, singer. Oh, uh, t- Willie. No, yeah. no, no, no. I'm so sorry. Trombone, <laughs> trombonist. Oh, my and well, there Hector is Laveau famous, uh, was the singer. No, but Willie Willie also a singer, Willie Colon. Willie composed for Hector. Oh, he composed? He composed and he oh, was wow. the singer too. He was? Yeah. So now I stand corrected. Thank you, Paula. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. 
famous, famous. And in fact, he came when I was in when I was educated at Yale University, a accredited four-year <laughs> college in Southern Connecticut. Uh, he came to to mm-hmm. visit my uh, my my uh, African uh, American diaspora class to talk mm-hmm. about Afro-Cuban polyrhythms and the clave, which is of course the soul of salsa. Mm-hmm. Which is uh, mm-hmm. which is a combination of Cuban sewn music and 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 traditional Afro-Cuban uh, uh, dance uh, uh, called the rumba, and that yes. is what you dance. So, see, I know a thing or two. Actually, I know those <laughs> two things, and that's. <laughs> and now I'm going to quit. You know the history. But one of the things about Willie Colon that I learned from that class, and which is part of his uh, his great legacy, is that he's an incredibly socially conscious dude. And while I was searching him, I came across his blog and he takes on some serious issues on his blog, including connectivity and, uh, and, uh, sustainability of the seas. And also some, some lays down some heavy stuff about, uh, about gun control. I'm, I'm digging it a lot. So you please everyone go to willycolone.com. I'm presuming that it is he who is writing this stuff. It might be that his, that the, the 25 year old that he hired to run his website is going crazy and Willie Colon has no idea. <laughs> <laughs> but it is—it's not bylined. It's on willycolonecom dash news or slash news. Check it out. Anyway, hello. Hello. So you like to salsa dance? Um. Yes, yes I love yes. to salsa dance. Paula loves to salsa dance, but Ricardo, you <laughs> hate to dance and are joyless in your life, and that is why you bring this yes. case. No, no, no. no I, I, I like dancing too. Tell me how. Tell me how you met. What your relationship status is, and why salsa is coming between you. Starting in three, <laughs> two, one, go. Um, well, we met via a friend of ours who's a like a director. a director. She starred in in his short film, and I was the sound designer and composer of it. And they became good friends, and I was already good friends with him, and we met through him, essentially. Yeah. You starred in the short film, Paola? Yes. All right. Co-starred. Co-starred, <laughs> very well. And, uh, and you are, do you both, do I understand correctly that you both have ancestry from Puerto Rico? Yes, yes. We, we were essentially born and raised here. Mm-hmm. So we are Puerto Rican, 100%. You were born and raised in Puerto Rico? Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, and you live there now. Am I speaking to you in Puerto Rico? Yes. Yes. What is your position on statehood? <laughs> <laughs> oh no, <laughs> that's, that's going to make this a very long podcast. Yes, let's not, start to no, talk let's not about get that. into that. <laughs> no, it's not. It's a simple: we want it or we don't want it, or I want it and she doesn't, or she does and I don't. <laughs> would you um, like to? I, I just, would you like to be a United State? Uh, okay. Essentially, for me, no, but. Okay. Fine, good. Oh, yes or no, yeah. Ricardo? I, I think it detracts from, from other issues, that, that argument. Like We get distracted by that argument and we forget yeah. other things. Such, so as, I'd rather... such, such as your dispute over salsa dancing? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it, over, it overshadows the important issues? Yes. yes. All right, well, now, now, that you, now that you have this international podcast of international <laughs> fake law... <laughs> As your as your yeah. bully as your bully pulpit, what serious issue do you think is overshadowed by the debate over statehood in Puerto Rico? Um, mm. Government corruption, 
but yeah. I don't know. Uh, oh, everything, every I, I don't know what happened. I think we just got, I just, we lost them somehow. The Hello? whole, Hello? the whole internet was shut down from Puerto Rico just then. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so weird. <laughs> but now to the heart of things, salsa. Yes. Paolo, mm-hmm. you love to dance. Mm-hmm. Ricardo, you don't mm-hmm. love to dance. <laughs> I, I do. I do love to dance. Well, he how, likes to dance. He's just not that good at it. How bad is he? How can I rate him? Uh, well, he knows the he knows the steps, mm-hmm. but just a basic one, and he gets lost easily. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he doesn't. So he, have wander, he wanders off the dance floor into like the outer, <laughs> the, the outer hallway or something. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> No, no. Well, he gets lost steps. I have never, I cannot dance the salsa. Nor can I dance almost no. any, any dance that is, <laughs> any dance that is beyond sort of eighth grade slow dance level. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or not, and, yeah. and medium tempo too. I can do a medium, I can rock a medium tempo. But I don't know any special, but this is a, this is a dance that has special steps, correct? Yes. Yes. And there's no, and there's no, so. All right. So what does salsa, for those of us who, who have neither danced nor or observed a lot of salsa dancing, what, 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 is, what is it all about? It's about being seductive and, and, and sexy, I guess, and um, having fun, too, I guess. Um, yeah, that's, well, originally- that's, all, that's all pretty abstract, and I, and I have to say exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm just in terms <laughs> of the steps... The steps. Well, okay. The keys. Is it, is it a formally complex dance? Well, I'd say so. You say so. Yeah. All right. Well, well all right. So, so here's the thing. So, Paolo's over there just saying it's uh, it's seductive and exciting. <laughs> and obviously, obviously, Which obviously is why I want to dance. Yeah, and obviously she feels the <laughs> she feels the the salsa in an intuitive way that you do not, Ricardo. How would you? Why is the salsa so hard to learn? Well, I, I mean, for me, it's really not that complicated either, but it's just like the basic steps aren't very complicated, at least. It's just this constant sort of, you're always, Spinning. you you have this basic step of like, you move forward, then center, then back, then center. And as you try to keep rhythm on that, you're also spinning around and you have to keep in mind that when you're done in this spin, you have to move back or you have to move forward or you have to... Like continue the spin until you untangle your arms somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, Go ahead, Paolo. You want to jump in? Oh well, I could tell you like by um, the counts that it involves. I guess. Yeah, it's kind it's, of this. This, the, like you said, the clave is, right. is is the rhythm by which it is based, mm-hmm. but it's not always on, there. On it, it's yeah. kind of implied. You mm-hmm. have to just be familiar with it. And the clave, for those who, who, who don't know, is a, is a very typical, I mean, it's a pervasive rhythmic pattern in all of Latin American music, which is a three beats followed by two beats, or two beats followed by three beats in a couple of different things. So, I mean, you, you would, that is, that, is the, that is the ultimate Northeastern way of describing what is basically something you already <laughs> know in your hearts, podcast listeners, it's... Or, yeah, right. And those are the two yeah, that I exactly. know. Yes, there are others, right? 
I wouldn't know more, but I guess the basic one There's is variations. That one. I love having a clapping party on the podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> John, great job. Hey, thanks. <laughs> oh, that is a that is a Norteño clap if I've ever heard one. <laughs> <laughs> Completely ungroovy. <laughs> All right. So you agree that Ricardo is bad and does not understand this. <laughs> I don't think I'm bad. I th- okay, I... he knows the basic step, like moving forward and backward. But mm-hmm. once he needs to turn, or like, yeah, turn or like, yeah, yeah, um, or uh, di- direct me, sort of lead, lead. Yeah, he's you know the man is yeah the man is supposed to lead, but right now I have to lead him. And leading <laughs> is leading a, a, an important role in salsa. It is. It's mm-hmm. what makes it, for me, it's what makes it fun because I don't essentially have to think about it. I just have to follow and that's it. You don't want to lead. You want to be led. Exactly. But this, <laughs> but this idiot man child isn't up to the task. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> so how do you propose resolving this dispute or this problem? I should say, Paola. I told him that I could teach him at a uh, at my house or like <laughs> yeah because then i can we can talk we don't have this noise around us and we have this space where we can work around and, you know dance and and swing and all of that yeah and, and you don't want to you don't want to do that ricardo um because i'm telling you i'm a, i'm a married man and i'm halfway out the door now <laughs> 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 I don't understand what your problem um, is. <laughs> well, it's it's not a problem. It's that, that uh, first of all, she she forgot to mention that the first time she proposed this idea, she mentioned that her mom would be there to give more pointers. She and that's, that's yeah, I want I want to meet I want to meet I want to meet your mom too. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> well, he knows my mom already, but yeah. my mom is the one who taught me and um, my siblings. And my cousins, you know, so she oh, could teach now, wait, now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Are you offering to teach Ricardo the proper way yeah. to salsa and the advanced maneuvers? Or are you setting Ricardo up to be criticized by his mother-in-law? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jesse. I was trying to find a way to phrase that. Is this a teaching exercise or an exercise in utter humiliation? No, mom will never embarrass him. No, she's too nice with, to do that. <laughs> is she a good dancer? She's a great dancer, yes. Ricardo, how how do you feel about, I said mother-in-law, how do you feel about uh, Paula's mother? Not in a general sense, obviously you like her in a general sense, Paula's right here, but um, how do you feel about the prospect of her correcting you on things? Well, I, I, I just... I'm not too bothered by that. I'm just bothered by dancing in front of her and having her just be like, oh, like, well, I, I guess it, as far as correcting me in salsa dancing and observing me, I, I, I don't necessarily like that too much. It's, so you, like you, I, your issue is not her mother and siblings and, and all of them observing you and making fun of you. Even if they weren't there, would you feel uncomfortable with this proposition? 
in that case, I wouldn't be uncomfortable. I just think it's a lot more fun to go out to make like an occasion out of it and, and go and see some live music and at the same time um, learn how to dance a bit better. Paola, are you just embarrassed of your boyfriend? No. <laughs> I, I think that's what it is, honestly. <laughs> well, no, that's a fair question, though, Paola. Why, why, is, why is Ricardo's counterproposal to learn while doing Mm -hmm. uh, not satisfactory. Because we tried it once. And tell me and what happened. It was loud and it was crowded and we were bumping into everyone and I had to scream and he couldn't understand me. So it's just an uncomfortable situation to dance or to learn how to dance. I learned in my house and then I practice, you know, at, at parties, at family parties where there's less people and less noise. Right. And then I would go out to festivals and, and, and dance with my with my family. Right. That's so, how I learned. <laughs> so you so you practiced at home first, you got your steps right. Yes. Before you brought I, them well, before them you brought them to the floor. <laughs> sort of, yeah. Speaking of the noise, is there a lot of verbal instruction in salsa instruction? Is there a lot of verbal cues that you have to give? You're Step here, put your hand here, that sort of thing? Yes, at least with the steps. You have to count out loud and where to put your foot, foot next and your hand, what to do. There's a lot of, yeah. All right. Is there a difference in opinion with regard to Ricardo's dancing level? Paola, scale mm -hmm. of 1 to 10, one, uh, 10 being a salsa, a master salsa dancer, 1 being okay. me. <laughs> okay. Where are you and where is Ricardo? Ricardo, close your ears. <laughs> uh, uh, where am I? Yeah. Scale uh, of 1 to 10. Say, oh, man. 7.5? Okay. Or would you give me more? Or like <laughs> an 8? I don't know. I think 7 is good. 7, yeah. <laughs> wow. Ricky wow, you just, like a, you just rounded <laughs> down your girlfriend. <laughs> and Ricky... <laughs> Uh, he's a four. No, I'm kidding. He's a five. No, let's go with your original answer. Four. <laughs> four to five. You can round him down. He rounded you down. Yeah. Ricardo, scale of one to ten. Where are you on that scale and where is Paola? I'd say that's pretty accurate. Uh, so, okay. Four and seven. All right. Yeah. So really the question is, do you want to become a better salsa dancer, Ricardo? Yeah, yeah. That's like I've... I've Always right. wanted to. I never really had the chance. Now I have a girlfriend who who enjoys dancing. So and wants to teach so you, but you don't want to take <laughs> the opportunity. Right. For me to understand exactly how how a salsa lesson would work in the home versus mm. in uh, up in the club, uh, I need to. <laughs> I need you to give Ricardo and me a radio dance lesson. A radio dance lesson. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so obviously you guys are not wearing lav mics. You can't dance around without losing the mic. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But like, can you but, give him a dance lesson so I can s hear how it goes? Okay. Because audibility <laughs> is a real issue here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, right. it, can you do that? I can do that. Yeah. yeah can right. you? <laughs> I guess she's that good a dancer. Yeah. I, was, I, was, I think it's about seven. I think 7.5 was pretty fair. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't know what you're trying. I'm trying to teach you. Okay. Do you, so, need, do you guys need me to clap? 
Okay, my palms are getting tired. (laughs) So it goes like, at least for the woman, it's left foot front, and you count, and then in the middle, and then right foot back. And that's how you dance. Left foot front, you meet in the middle, and right foot back, meet in the middle. So it's like two, three, five, six, seven, eight. Two, three, five, six, seven, eight. You know, that's Something not like the that. ordinary way the numbers go. No, it's not. But yeah. it's also different because you don't start at one. Okay. You start at two. Okay. Now, describe how, are you guys in dance position now? Two, three, four. No, no. No, well, we can go back into dance. We are it's, I, Sorry. It's, go into dance. Go into <laughs> it's dance. two, three, four, five, six, seven. Go into dance position sorry. and describe what dance position is. What dance position? Okay. So his um, my right arm is on her waist, my right, right arm. Uh, or my either my waist or more back. of my shoulder, my back. Yeah. If you want to be a little less racy, you put your hand a little bit more to the um, on the, the, the the shoulder blade. Yeah. The, yeah. So <laughs> that's where I'm touching Jesse Thorne right now. <laughs> okay. And my left hand is laying on top of that hand. Mm-hmm. on top of his shoulder mm-hmm. and then we're grabbing our right hand and left yeah. hand together hand in hand this is very <laughs> this is very confusing it's so, it's almost like okay dancing the waltz oh it's, it's like the waltz oh jesse it's like the waltz <laughs> <laughs> come on jesse let's do the waltz as a mid-19th century level white person <laughs> i understand your analogy Thank you. <laughs> so I'm sorry, I, I interrupted your 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 sentence there. It's like the waltz. Yeah. It's yeah, the, the position of the hands is like the waltz. Okay. How's Ricardo doing now? He's doing great. He's not moving, so he's doing great. <laughs> <laughs> oh Ricardo, you just got zinged big time. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I deserve it. With love. Um <laughs> so do you want us to move? Yeah. Okay. See. You can't see us. No, but well, okay. what I'm going to be listening for is the, the, the audio cues, the verbal cues that Paola is giving to you to correct uh, the, yes. the errors that you're making to see how important being heard is to the, to the instructional process. And I'm, and I'm also secretly hoping that one of you falls over. <laughs> yeah. Well, we will get tangled with the headphones, probably. Yeah. Did you guys build the tower of beer cans that we requested? <laughs> <laughs> nope. Okay, so we're dancing now. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna give it a turn. <laughs> she just and lost her headphones. Yeah, but she still sounds better than you. Step- <laughs> <laughs> I tried to. He tried. Okay, he gave me a turn, but he missed a step. What, what did he? Oh, you missed a step. Yeah, yeah. I, pre- I guess this, this would illustrate why I think te- learning at home is a bad example. Well, we, we really have, well, yeah, well no, there isn't music now. We so do it's not have fair. headphones <laughs> on, so we can't dance. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't expect the actual lessons <laughs> will happen with huge, like Harrison Bergeron style headphones on to no music. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm just trying to get a sense of of the kind of the preci- he missed a step. So there's there's precision to the dance. Is that not so? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And how important is precision to the dance? You can miss a miss a beat, or you can step 
on someone on, on your partner or right you and can just get completely lost if you miss a beat then mm-hmm. you're out of time you're has it has he ever has he ever stepped on on your feet i don't remember i don't remember <laughs> maybe it's slightly okay or i maybe stepped on him is this know. a situation <laughs> where if he is if he is as terrible as you say and he attempts to dance in public <laughs> That that it would be that people will talk. Well, are people know, judgmental drunk. of the, for you know, like yeah. you know, in like in in, in a, it, it, like uh, up here, mm-hmm. you know, like first of all, the cohort that I know that go out to see music, they don't dance; they just stand because they're too self conscious. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And but, but if someone I, did, I, but if someone did dance in the sort of Northeastern Brooklyn hipster community, we wouldn't know what good <laughs> dancing is. So we wouldn't really be particularly judgmental, but is in a, in a, uh, in a community where in Puerto Rico do you live? Uh, in, I live more to the mountains. I live by San Juan. Okay. Yeah. But, so let's, and, where would you go? Would dan- go out around, you would go out around, around San Juan. In San Juan Cause that's, that's where, yeah, that's, the where the, that's where that's the, that's the, yeah, that's essentially the, the, the Boston, Massachusetts of Puerto Rico. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. To, just to think of the most the most glorious and a lively city that I can think of. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, if you go dancing in San Juan and you mess it up, will people notice and will people care? We've actually had like talked about this between ourselves and with other people that, but um, uh, in the states where like I went to college in Georgia, and people are are a lot less judgmental. Well, we, he was saying that some of my friends were being judgmental about him, but I, I don't think that's ever, I guess. No, that you, you told me you had to stop and be like, hey, like, I, I don't Oh, no, but you, it's not because you were dancing. It's because of your singing. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I, but it's because I, I, was, I was singing a parody of, of Get Lucky, and they, were, they just thought I was some idiot who didn't know the words. Yeah. Um, what would be the Weird Al take on Get Lucky, Jesse? <laughs> and get ducky i mean there's one that you want to say but you can't it would probably uh, be about a rubber ducky right it would probably be about a rubber ducky believe me i love my i love me some weird al <laughs> <laughs> but i i feel like it would be about a rubber ducky and it would, and it would be it would be like a, a pastiche of ernie from sesame street doing rubber ducky and daft punks get get lucky and it would be called get ducky what were you doing a novelty <laughs> song version of Get Lucky or were you pretending to not well, know the words? Do you know the words? Get yucky. It's get yucky. Get yucky. Get and yucky. it's about eating and making a mess. No, or it would be Get Nucky and it would be about uh, Boardwalk Empire. Empire. I mean, yeah. Boardwalk Empire. <laughs> get Nucky but, is probably what it is. Oh. It's, it's a Mexican. There's a video on YouTube about these mariachis. Singing, um, get lucky up words that sound sort of like that are in Spanish, but sound like, like get lucky. Yeah. But it, but my what point is, it, is that what it, is it, it was the what same is kind it, of, what is it, what does it sound, what does it sound like exactly? Ricardo. <laughs> sing, sing. <laughs> he says, uh, like Uriapan Mexican son, uh, like he, they just say Uriapan Mexican son, Uriapan Mexican lucky. They just say, uh, the singing. I yeah, don't I don't. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I think this really gets to the heart of it, doesn't it? That there is something <laughs> stopping you from fully committing to the embarrassing, 
to the embarrassing <laughs> self-conscious excuse me there's something there's something self-conscious in you that is prohibiting you from committing to the embarrassing but incredibly joyful activity of singing and dancing properly unless you are in the dark and drunk at a club <laughs> I think, so I'm going to ask you. Got to the heart of the problem. I think I'm going to ask you one more time, Ricardo. Will you please sing "Get Lucky" now? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. I can sing it with you. Right. No, 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 no. Oh, actually, you know what? I'll allow it. I'll allow the duet. It start. It sounded great there. I shouldn't. I shouldn't have drowned you out. Please go. Okay. Up a Mexican son. Up a Mexican son. Up a Mexican son. Up a Mexican lucky. I've heard everything I need to hear. I am going to moonwalk to my chambers and I will be back in a moment to render my decision. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman exits the courtroom. Ricardo, how are you feeling about your chances? <laughs> I felt I felt all right till the very end, um, but uh, you, I, I guess he, he might have gotten into something that uh, not even I was aware of. I guess. Paula, are you aware that you're the first woman ever to be upset with her boyfriend because he wants to take you out to a club? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I wasn't aware, but I am now. I guess. <laughs> How do you feel about your chances? I don't know. I guess he, he'll still have to learn salsa. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see what Judge John Hodgman has to say. We'll be back after a short break with Judge Hodgman's verdict. You're listening to Judge John Hodgman. I'm bailiff Jesse Thorne. Of course, the Judge John Hodgman podcast always brought to you by you, the members of MaximumFun.org. Thanks to everybody who's gone to MaximumFun.org slash Join and you can join them by going to maximumfun.org slash join. The Judge John Hodgman podcast is also brought to you this week by Aura. A U R A. It's a simple but meaningful gift that you can give your mom or your dad or your step grandparent or your uncle or your friend or anyone that you want to keep connected in your life who might not live near you. It's a digital picture frame from Aura. It's perfect for sharing pics of all the things that those friends can't be there for, from family vacations to grandkids' graduation to whatever. I have one of these, and I got one for my dad, and I got one for my mother-in-law, and it's amazing. We look at the photos all day long, and we're able to easily update their Aura frames so they see all the latest pictures from our lives as well. It comes with unlimited storage, simple controls on the frame, you can upload as many photos as you want and your mom or your dad or your stepdad or your stepmom or your friend or whatever can pick the perfect one. And it takes only about two minutes to set up. Seriously. See why it was named the number one digital frame by Wirecutter, uh, The Strategist and Wired Magazine. Right now, you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frame with code Hodgman. That's A-U-R-A frames.com, promo code Hodgman. Terms and conditions apply. 
The Judge John Hodgman podcast is also brought to you this week by Babbel. Okay, it's 2024, 2024. Oh, if hindsight were 2020, I I don't know what I would have done differently. All I know is that I'm taking every day in this year and trying to get better a little bit every day. That's what you do. That's the way progress is made, step by step, day by day, bird by bird. And that's the way it is when you're learning anything, especially a new language with Babbel. And if Babbel can help you start speaking language in just three weeks, Imagine what you could do in the rest of this whole year. Don't pay hundreds of dollars to private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts, real human beings, to help you start speaking a new language in as little as one, two, three weeks. Studies from Michigan State University, Yale University, and others continue to prove that Babbel is better. And that's not just the Yale football team putting their thumb on the scale because they love learning Indonesian from Babbel. One study found that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college. Take that, Yale, I guess. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but this is only for our listeners at babbel.com slash Hodgman. Back for another game. You know it. What's going on? Just one more week till Max Fun Drive. <laughs> Hard to believe. It's been a heck of a year since the last one. We're now a worker-owned co-op. We raised $50,000 for charity last year. And we've added a bunch of awesome new shows. But do you think we're ready to do it again? Absolutely. Lovely new gifts are lined up. The episodes will be amazing. And wait till everyone hears the bonus content. Yeah, plus they know to go to MaximumFun.org newsletter, so they're getting all the news. Oh, like that meetup day is on Thursday, March 21st. Then what's bothering you? Me? Oh, nothing. We're all set for Max Fun Drive to start on Monday, March 18th. I just didn't want you to see this coming. Check. What? Hang on! Most of the plants humans eat are technically grass. Most of the asphalt we drive on is almost a liquid. The formula of WD-40 is San Diego's greatest secret. Zippers were invented by a Swedish immigrant love story. On the podcast Secretly Incredibly Fascinating, we explore this type of amazing stuff. Stuff about ordinary topics like cabbage and batteries and socks. Topics you'd never expect to be the title of the podcast. Secretly Incredibly Fascinating. Find us by searching for the word secretly in your podcast app. And at MaximumFun.org. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman re-enters the courtroom. <laughs> I could lie and say that I danced into the courtroom, but the reality is that I am not I am not a natural dancer. And even that clave sounded pretty stiff, I have to say, even to my ears. <laughs> even even to my Massachusettsian ears. <laughs> Uh, I'm not a natural dancer, and as an only child and, and member of the super smart, super self-conscious narcissist club, I am terrified of dancing, and I am equally terrified of singing, even though I do it, and sometimes even occasionally in public. And it is, uh, it is the same terror that uh, a sensitive child feels, uh, or really any any young person feels when they take their first sex ed class. It is embarrassing <laughs> to deal to deal with feelings 
and to deal <laughs> with with uh, with the vulnerability that you expose when you dance uh, or sing uh, or speak about penises in public. If if not for the first time, then any time, because you are convinced on some level that the world has never experienced what you've had to say or how you've moved or how badly you sing before and that it will stand in judgment of you and you will become a pariah from the society you already don't feel a part of. Sorry, I wasn't talking about you. That was all about me. (laughs) (laughs) But I do recognize in you some of me in the sense that when I do dance, when I do sing, when I do talk about penises, it is usually, sorry, why did I go on the sex ed thing? Some, oh, this is why I went on the sex ed thing. Because I was recently uh, at, a, at an event and a, and a man was telling me about bringing his son to a sex ed class. Uh, mm-hmm. His son was 13 or, or whatever age. You start doing these things, 12 or whatever. Start learning about your body. And the instructor said, uh, all right. There's only one way to deal with this, and this is to completely desensitize you. Everyone chant with me, penis, 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 penis. I'm sorry, parents, for listening to this, but this is something your kids are going to have to hear. (laughs) And the whole room had to chant that word until it just became what it is, a completely natural word. In many ways, Mm -hmm. learning to dance and, and learning to sing in public, unless you are the rare sociopath to whom it comes absolutely naturally is a matter of desensitizing yourself to embarrassment. And while all of that pathology that I just described really truly only applies to me because God knows Ricardo, you've actually been dance out dancing salsa and I have never done it. So you obviously are better. You are well, you are well ahead in your, in your program compared to me. But I do recognize in you what I said before I left to go to Chambers, which was that there is, there is an element of you that would prefer to desensitize yourself to the potential embarrassment by doing it in a darkened room under the influence of alcohol and under the pretense of fun. Because mm-hmm. you are able to sing Get Lucky in Spanish in a mariachi style in a club. <laughs> but when it comes to sitting in your room next to your girlfriend on an international podcast, you freeze up. (laughs) (laughs) And similarly, you're willing to quote unquote, learn to salsa dance better than you already do in a club, but only after you've had, uh, only in the, in the cover of darkness and in the, and in the warm forgiveness, presumably of a, of a couple of drinks, or at least knowing that the people around you, are, are are drinking and or more interested in their own good dancing to care about your bad dancing. You hesitate mm-hmm. to learn to <laughs> dance in the harsh daylight that would be streaming in through your girlfriend's home as her mother looks on and they would have no excuse. But this is how we learn. That is the desensitization that you require. Because salsa dancing, I imagine, is a little bit like driving, period, and a little bit more like driving a manual transmission, which is something we talk about here on the podcast quite a bit. Mm-hmm. 
it is an extremely <clears throat> specialized task that requires very specific movements in order to not stall out or have an accident. And therefore, you can't really learn it while doing. I mean, you have to learn it while doing to some degree. But you can't just go out there and learn to drive a manual transmission by jumping in the car and going on a weekend drive or driving down the highway. You are going to die and cause others harm. <laughs> and similarly, salsa is not something that I would like, is not something you can learn on the dance floor. I think it's something you need to learn through patient instruction uh, so that you do not miss the steps, so that you do not step on girlfriend's toes, so that you do not try to cover up for your subpar dancing by singing a novelty song from the internet. That's where, <laughs> that's where you're going to get embarrassed. Yeah. I think mm -hmm. that you saw where yeah. this was going the entire time. But let me tell you something. Your <laughs> argument that why not have fun while learning is undermined by the fact that you know learning is not fun. Learning is painful. <laughs> learning is awkward. Learning is essentially admitting that you don't know something that you're embarrassed not to know. That is the hard part of learning. And sometimes learning is means chanting various body parts over and over and over again until the embarrassment of not knowing or the embarrassment of not being good at something or the embarrassment of not being sophisticated and the embarrassment of not being a grown person who, you know, or whatever the embarrassment of not knowing is, gets beaten out of you until you can finally learn. When I was on the set, of uh of a of a horror movie called the messengers outside of regina saskatchewan which by the way is also something you are forced to chant over and over and over again in sex ed class <laughs> saskatchewan saskatchewan <laughs> stop it jesse you're embarrassing me <laughs> Uh, I, when I was a, 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 a magazine journalist, I was writing a profile of these two uh, directors of uh, horror films. Their names are Danny and Oxide Pang, and they had, directed, uh, they had directed a great Asian horror movie called The Eye, and then they were directing this English language horror movie called The Messengers that came out. And it's a pretty good movie, and they shot it in a fake in a fake sunflower field outside of a fake farmhouse in Regina, Saskatchewan. And I'm walking through the fake sunflower field with the lead uh, actress in that movie. And she's saying to me, it's difficult to work with them sometimes because they really know what they want. And sometimes as an actor, you want to bring something to the mm -hmm. screen. And, and sometimes there's a clash. And Danny, Ox, uh, Danny Pang is saying over and over to me, you have to empty your cup to drink from my tea. And I was like, yeah, that meant that. And, and I was like, wow, that's deep. And she's like, I don't even know what that yeah. means. <laughs> no, she knew what it meant. She was very smart. Yeah. But you know, like, you know, like to, to, to learn something, you have to admit you don't know. You have to admit to what you don't know. Or forget what you already know. Hey, look, I'm, I'm the one who's, who's making these half-baked <laughs> aphorisms here. Sorry. <laughs> First, you must unlearn what you have learned. Yoda. Yoda. Good point. Actually, you know what? You're right. Yoda didn't train Luke Skywalker uh, by, by letting him immediately become a Jedi and bringing him to the Jedi Council. 
to show mm-hmm. off his stuff. He had a trained Luke Skywalker in a swamp where no one could see. <laughs> <laughs> and he didn't let Luke Skywalker off the hook. <laughs> no. You need to mm-hmm. go to the Dagobah of Salsa, which is your girlfriend's <laughs> apartment. You, you have to <laughs> empty your cup and drink from her tea and her mother's tea. You have to desensitize yourself to your embarrassment, break down what you think you know, and learn what you don't know, and practice, practice, practice. That's how you get to Carnegie Hall. You don't just show up on stage and start (laughs) moving around singing Get Lucky. (laughs) Look, if you were going to a seventh grade dance, I'd totally tell you, just do whatever you want. If you were... (laughs) If you, if you were going if you were going to if you were going to a to a to a Lollapalooza or to a or to a, a gathering of the Juggalos, of course you don't need to take any lessons. But this is salsa, man. You got to learn <laughs> it. Learn. Yeah. Therefore, I find mm-hmm. in favor of Paola, as I think all of Puerto Rico and the world knew I was going to. <laughs> <laughs> Go yeah. get some lessons, yeah. and only when she says you are ready to move to the club, then you may go to the club. Otherwise, you got a wallflower. This is the sound of a gavel. <laughs> Judge John Hodgman rules that is all. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman exits the courtroom. Ricardo, how do you feel? I, I guess he's I, crying. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, uh, well, I guess it's it's a fair fair call. I guess. Mm-hmm. I I still feel like 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 I dance a bit better than people are giving me credit for, but but it's okay. <laughs> How do you feel about the prospect of your girlfriend's mom correcting your technique? That that'll be fine. I can deal with that. Is she gonna cook something like really nice for you to eat afterwards or something to like mend the wounds? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Paula, how do you feel? I feel good. <laughs> I mean, I came in here thinking. <laughs> I thought I was going to lose the case, actually. <laughs> but um, apparently I didn't. <laughs> well, uh, Paolo, Ricardo, thanks for joining us on the Judge John Hodgman podcast. It was a pleasure to have you. Thank you, Thank you for, for helping us. solving this case. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Judge Hodgman, I literally grew up one block from one of the largest salsa clubs on the West Coast, Caesar's Latin Palace, yes, which sir. I believe has closed in, in San Francisco now. But um, I and I you couldn't and I love listening to salsa music, but I could not salsa dance my way out of a wet paper bag. I couldn't even wet the bag, to tell you the truth. <laughs> no matter how much you'd had to drink. Exactly. Here's so. something Here's something from Chris. My girlfriend and I split use of her car. She owns it and drives it most of the time, and I usually drive us around on weekends. Our issue is locating and retrieving the car keys. Who grabs them when you're going out the door? My girlfriend says it's the driver's responsibility to get the keys. I say she's the daily driver and owner of the car and would know the keys last location. The keys are usually in her purse, except when they're not, and she thinks I should magically know their location at all times. The issue has reached a roiling boil of breathy sighs and muttered curses, and I fear it may tear our pleasant weekends apart. I seek damages or fair compensation for being the one who usually ends up going back into the house to find the keys. 
You know, I get a lot of guff on the social medias, Jesse, when I am hearing cases between a boyfriend and a girlfriend uh, or romantic partners of any gender or especially husbands and wives or spouses that I usually will find in favor of the wife or in this last case, the girlfriend. And you know what? The reality is, folks, I call them as I see them. I'm not prejudiced in any way. I call them as I see them. So here's one. Boyfriend, girlfriend. Guess who's wrong? Girlfriend. You're wrong, girlfriend. You can't, um, you can't have this guy telepathically know where the keys are at all times. That's a word. I made it up. Uh, you know, if you if he's going to do the driving and you and you are the regular driver, you got to put the keys in a key bowl or on a hook or you got to keep them in a regular place if you want him to know where those keys are. Otherwise, just hand him the keys. See, sometimes girlfriends are wrong. I think if you go back, I would love for someone to go back through the archives and just and do the tally. I bet you on a scatter graph, I do find more often in favor in a heterosexual relationship in the favor of the woman than the man. But that's because men are usually dumb. Sorry. <laughs> and speaking of dumb men, by the way, uh, I, I spent some time uh, after that one just looking up the story that I wrote about Danny and Oxide Pang. They're from Hong Kong, but they work in Bangkok, at least when I wrote about them. And you can uh, you can find the whole story still on the New York Times Magazine website. Published July 23rd, 2006, called The Haunting by John Hodgman. Check it out. Buzz market. Next talking. Here's something from Adam. My best friend Zach and I are both screenwriting majors at USC. We go to the movies fairly often together and usually share a large popcorn. The large popcorn is a good size to split between the two of us and a great way to save money at the movies. We're in college, so saving money is key. The problem is that Zach refuses to have extra butter added to his popcorn. I think that extra butter is an absolute necessity to the movie theater popcorn experience. I think we should at least switch off extra butter, then no extra butter each time. It's not fair that I have to spend more money to get an individual popcorn in order to get my preference, extra butter. What say you, Judge Hodgman? Well, I love that you guys are best friends, and I appreciate that finances are always, first and foremost, on the mind of college students when they're explaining why they couldn't buy the book that they came to the college bookstore to hear you read from and instead give you a scrubby piece of paper for you to sign as they walk away. I get it, college students. You're broke. Sorry, I was a little mad. <laughs> Something that happened to me in 2008. Sorry. Sorry about that. A little bitter. But here's the thing. The image of you guys sitting there sharing a popcorn, particularly a popcorn that might have extra butter, and just seeing you guys put your greasy fingers into this popcorn and then put it into your mouth over and over again is gross to me. I think you should get separate popcorns. I think this is an investment not only in good hygiene, but also in your each of your own happiness because you clearly like things differently. Just because you're best friends doesn't mean you have to eat out of the same corn trough, particularly. <laughs> Is that how they're doing it? Troughs these days? Pretty much. Does any Mostly do you, at your fancy like Alamo Drafthouse type movie theaters is where you get a nice trough. I well. swear. I swear. When I was a kid at the Circle Cinema in, cool, in Cleveland Circle, Brookline, Massachusetts, there was a thing sometime in the, I'm going to say, late 70s, early 80s. 
where where people who are coming to the movie together could literally buy a trough that would cover their laps over two seats. And I've never seen and and, and there would be a hole in each end of the trough and it would be filled with popcorn. And they, I guess they would have fun sort of tipping the trough, getting the popcorn. I, if anyone remembers this and can can point me to any uh, documentation of this thing, I would be very glad because it feels like a fever dream that I had. But I know that it happened. But yeah, dudes, first of all, eating that popcorn, like the fact that you're buying popcorn at all, already you are wasting your money. Someone who used to work in a movie theater, that stuff is pure profit. You are eating garbage food, literally hog feed at an incredible markup such that you are exuberantly wasting your money even if you're sharing one. If you break it down into two small popcorns uh, then you are the waste is compounded minimally compared to the amount of pleasure you're going to get by putting extra quote unquote butter onto the popcorn and the pleasure that your friend is going to get by eating popcorn that is not disgusting. So split it up, dudes. Sorry, you're going to have to. Sometimes college students, you I want you to understand this. You have to pay for the stuff you want. You know what I mean? You can't just BitTorrent everything, including the popcorn you want. You got to pay for a book that you want. You got to pay for a popcorn that you want. You got to pay for the things you want. Go out there, get a job, earn some extra popcorn money and, and, and be the way you want to be. Fair enough. I have two things that I want to discuss. Two things I want to plug. Two buzz markets that I want to do. One is, you all know that I'm traveling the country doing these uh, these live comedy performances, including some great upcoming shows with my friends Eugene Merman and Kristen Schaal. I'm not going to belabor the point. Go to johnhodgman.com slash tour. You'll see all the details of where, where I'm coming to your town. Well, where I'm coming to your town. I'm coming to your town. When I'm coming to your town, I guess is what I want to say. I also, since we were talking, I love this salsa music, but... There's also space in life for some good Massachusetts music, is there not? Sure, I don't see why not. <laughs> you know, the, the the king of salsa is Willie Colon, the king of Massachusetts salsa is Jonathan Richmond. I did a terrible imitation of a Jonathan Richmond song in one of the cultural references a couple of podcasts back. But luckily, a young man named Matt Reed came along to correct my error by layering down my terrible vocal tracks over an original cover of uh, uh, of the Jonathan Richmond song, and he's put it online, and it's one of the greatest things I've ever heard. I normally don't do this, but I loved it so much. You can check it out at mattreed.bandcamp. Excuse me, mattreed m a t t r e i d dot bandcamp dot com, and uh, find it on his Bandcamp. It's called Podcast On. Take a listen. And don't forget, Southern Californians, I've got a live show coming up October 25th at KPCC's Crawford Family Forum in Pasadena. It's a bullseye live show with Bill Hader and Jasper Red and others. Uh, you can find the show link on our website, MaximumFun.org. Um, get some tickets. Come say hi. You can't do better than Jasper Red and Bill Hader, everybody. They're real good. Uh, you can't hey, do better uh, than Jesse Thorne, everybody. Best interviewer in the country. Oh, thanks, John. I um, think so. Uh, our name this week came courtesy of both Rob and Alan. Thank you, Rob and Alan. Did they uh, did they hit upon it uh, independently, or did they collaborate on it? I believe it was independent, and oh. yes, Julia is confirming it, it's independent. So uh, parallel like, thought, like Isaac Newton and and Leibniz with the calculus. Nice job, guys. 
If you want to name a future episode of the program, like Judge John Hodgman on Facebook, and uh, we send out regular updates, or follow me and John. John is at Hodgman. I'm at Jesse Thorne. Um, on Facebook, just search for Judge John Hodgman. Uh, our thanks to Julia Smith, uh, uh, our producer. Uh, uh, what, am I forgetting anything? Uh, well, if you knows? if you have a dispute that you would like to have heard in this international court of fake internet law, go to maximumfun.org/jjho to submit your case. Large or small, we judge them all. Smarger law. Goodbye. Bye. The Judge John Hodgman podcast is a production of MaximumFun.org. Our special thanks to all of the folks who donate to support the show and all of our shows at MaximumFun.org slash donate. The show is produced by Julia Smith and me, Jesse Thorne, and edited by Mark McConville. You can check out his podcast, Super Ego, in iTunes or online at GoSuperEgo.com. You can find John Hodgman online at AreasOfMyExpertise.com. If you have a case for Judge John Hodgman, go to MaximumFun.org slash J-J-H-O. If you have thoughts about the show, join the conversation on our forum at forum.maximumfun.org and our Facebook group at facebook.com slash Judge John Hodgman. We'll see you online and next time right here on the Judge John Hodgman podcast. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.